This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. This episode is powered by MetaFans. MetaFans is an NFT project for all the sports lovers. You know why you should get MetaFans? You know why you should get it? Because it got the ultimate utility. What is utility? It's the perks of having the NFT. You thought about getting an NFT, right? Probably. So this is the one to get for sports lovers. You know why? Because free ticket giveaways, free in real life events. They're going to be doing cash prizes for fantasy sports and all that good stuff. Pick'ems and all that. You love fantasy sports. I know it, right? Yeah. Okay. So then you're going to go to the website, metafans.com. You're going to mint it for 0.08. You're going to buy it. That's what mint means. You're going to buy it, right? 0.08, around 250, right? 250, you get all that. They just had a Super Bowl party at Wrigley Field. They rented out the whole stadium. It was nuts. It's crazy. It's lit. They're doing all these good things. I think, personally, it's one of the most slept-on projects. It's all about the perks. You guys think it's just a JPEG? This is what you get when you get a JPEG, you know? Go check it out. Metafans.com. M-E-T-A-F-A-N-S.com. Metafans.com. Go mint it. If you mint one, tag me in it. At PCG7. Tag me. Average aside. Tag me. PG Sports. Whatever. Tag Metafans, obviously. Tag me, too. And see what happens. Maybe you'll get another. Maybe you'll get another perk. Who knows? You never know. Check it out, MetaFans. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. Our special guest today is Tim Cook. Tim, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Uh, been trying to get you for a while. I know we met on Twitter uh, spaces. Uh, uh, Tim's a pro athlete, but he was opposed to doing a podcast. Go figure. And uh, now now I got him on the podcast wave. I'm sure I like that he's only done a few, so uh, a little exclusive for now. <laughs> This is only my second one. This is my second right. one. And uh, you were supposed to be my first. I was just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm on here now. Thank you for having me, big dog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's just go back in time a little bit. Um, how did how did you first uh, get started playing football? Uh, appreciate you for asking me. Well, it started in seventh grade. Played um, junior high football. Um, loved it. Grew up in elementary playing backyard football during recess. So I decided whenever I got in junior high, I wanted to see if my skills could transition into uh, in pads. That then led me to high school football, went to playoffs every year with me and my friend Jeremy Sprinkle, who plays for the Cowboys. He got drafted to the uh, Redskins. Our same graduating class grew up together since fourth grade. But yeah, we went to playoffs our whole high school career. I got two records at my high school, most tackles in a season and most tackles in a in a career at uh, Whitehall High. Shout out to Whitehall and Palm Bluff, where I was born and raised. But um, watching football on TV, uh, loving the game, how it's played, the people that I used to look up to were great individuals, and it just wanted – it just helped me transition easier to going into college and wanting to ball out. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, what about, uh, I know you went to uh, Juco, but like, when did you know, maybe like when, when did you know you were like better than a lot of people? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm just better than people. I would just say I like to compete differently than a lot of individuals. Um, I went to junior college, first and foremost, because I didn't qualify academically coming out of high school. And I want to show importance on how valuable and uh, 
important education is. So for any young individuals out there or people still fighting to do things, at least sports related, make sure your grades are up to par and they are, because um, they are the number one deciding factor on where you go play ball at. So grades are important first and foremost. But yeah, um, shout out to the Razorbacks where my friend Sprinkle went to too. But um, Bobby Bertrino, he placed me in junior college. Shout out to him. Um, balled out there and got a chance to play at a couple junior colleges before I transitioned and got uh, scholarship offers to my Division One schools, such as uh, Oregon State, Go Beavs. That's where I played, chose. But I had other offers such as Wisconsin, Louisville, uh, Cal Berkeley, University of Arizona, um, just to name a few, Utah. Um, so shout out to those schools as well. But um, it was a it was a good transition from junior college to D1 because junior college helped prepare me for any uh, division that I was going to transfer to. So shout out to Eastern Arizona. Nice. Um, now, yeah, you just listed a lot. Like, what was it like picking which D D1 school you wanted to go to? And then how did you ultimately pick uh Oklahoma State. Oregon State. Oregon Go State. Oregon State. <laughs> Go no, I always get them um, confused. They got the same colors. They do. It's Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Ohio State. We're all OSU. So yeah. <laughs> people definitely get that mixed up. But um, it was a, a cool process. Um, attending junior college is like getting a second chance in case you didn't do what you wanted to do in high school or do what you wanted to do at your first uh, – choice of college to come out of high school, whether that is D2, D1, uh, D3. In, in AI, junior college allows you to have a second chance. But um, it was an interesting process. We had a lot of uh, people come in and out. Junior college helped me understand that people can get cut in football. And um, it helped prepare me to just always compete no matter where, where you're at, no matter what position you're playing on the field, just make sure you compete. Um, for individuals who don't know, I played running back and I played linebacker, played special teams. And um, during that process and that whole time with Eastern Arizona Community College, playing both sides, I had the opportunity to garner a lot of scholarship offers um, on both sides of the ball. I know Cal Berkeley wanted me at running back. University of Arizona wanted me at running back and linebacker. Cincinnati wanted me at linebacker. Wisconsin wanted me at running back. Uh, Oregon State running back. Louisville wanted me at running back. Um, it was a couple others that wanted me at uh, linebacker. But um, just being available, being coachable, being a player that is willing to do whatever it takes to uh, advance and just compete at all costs helped me transition pretty easily to the next level yeah um and what yeah is that like is that common in Ju juco to play both ways um yes and no um whenever you get to college you really have a a, a idea of what position you want to play but with me I, I i was to be honest with you i was good at both sides um whenever i was in high school like i said we we went to the playoffs every year. Um, I have two records in my high school, most tackles in the season, most tackles in the year. But I went to my all-star game in Arkansas, 5A, 
and the coaches asked me, what, like, what position do you want to play, running back or linebacker? Because I played both sides in high school as well. And uh, I was excelling at both sides. And I told them I wanted to play running back. And um, so I used that mentality uh, whenever I got to junior college. I was like, coach, I want to play as much as I can and be as involved and uh, be valuable to a, a valuable asset to this team. And I'm not a normal size running back. I'm 240, 238, 240 now. And um, pretty fast, you know. I, yeah. uh, the fastest time I've ever clocked uh, was like a 4-4, both mid 4-4. Mm-hmm. Um, garnered a bunch of scholarships coming out of junior college. But yeah, being on the field, playing whatever the coach wanted me to play, allowed me to pick up a lot of scholarship offers. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, did you have you ever watched the Netflix series Last Chance You? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I definitely uh, know some of those individuals. Mad um, respect to them and their accomplishments. And uh, it shows it shines a good light on junior college. It doesn't highlight everything. Um, obviously, it can't do that, but it was definitely a great show. So, mad respect to them for shining light on junior college players. Because there's yeah. a lot of junior college players that people don't know about. Like Cam Newton was a junior college player. Yeah. Um, he went to, I think, Blinn College in yeah. Texas. I think they won the championship, too. Yeah. Shout out to Cam. <laughs> I got mad respect for a lot of junior college players. Yeah. Yeah. No, that series was like awesome because, like, it, like, open, like, I had no idea. I mean, I knew about it, but, like, I had no idea how big it was. And, like, um, even just like the local communities, like, like, they're all in on those. Like, they're like a, a D1 team, you know? And, uh, yeah. like, that was cool to see. And even, uh, like, one of the guys I used to work with, because he's retired now, uh, went uh, to one of the JUCOs. So I got to talk to him about it, too. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely cool to to see. And, like, the first season, the first and second season, I, th- I don't think anything will beat that. But, like, the first season was, like, super raw because, like, nobody knew about, like, the cameras or, like, how it would blow up either. Because, like, over time, like I say, after the third season, that's when it really, like, went crazy. Yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. Um, would you would you have wanted to be on like a show like that during junior college? Uh, yes, I would have. Uh, it's it's interesting because um, a lot of individuals really don't understand what it takes to get out of junior college. Yeah, it takes like grit. It takes like it's a different type of it's a different type of grind because you don't have access to a lot of the things that um that you feel you would normally have access to Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure yeah i know like just like the uh i mean they were in mississippi and then kansas so it was like everything was like long distance to get to places and stuff so that was also like interesting (laughs) to see uh it was it's a lot of traveling um um you don't have some like i said you don't have some of the resources that you would normally have at a at a university um so you have to do things differently. You have mm-hmm. to maneuver in a different way. And it's mad, like I said, mad respect to those guys. They, they are a different breed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, now, yeah. Tell me, tell me what your overall experience like was like at uh, <clears throat> Oregon state. Not, not Oklahoma state, Oregon state. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oregon State was one of the best years of my life that I had in regards to just 
um, having fun, um, understanding concepts of football and terminologies. They broke it down in a whole different way than what my junior college did or previously did in high school. And I learned a lot there. Pac-12, it's, it's one of those divisions where you breed like athletes and, and extra intelligent Mm-hmm. Uh, individuals. I'm not saying I'm extra intelligent. I'm just saying I learned from those guys. <laughs> that really intelligent, right? Um, when you surround yourself with smart people, you tend to pick up on things. And I learned a lot of concepts from great coaches. I learned a lot of um, techniques from great players. And it was very well appreciated. And it helped transition me into uh, the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about um, that journey to the, to the NFL. I know you're on the Jaguars for a minute and then uh, you played in the XFL as well. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got picked up as a high priority free agent. Me and my uh, guy, Jeremy Sprinkle, we were in the same room whenever we got our call the same day. I thought I was going to get drafted. So he got drafted in the fifth round um, and I got called during the seventh round but it was as a high priority free agent and not a seven round pick. But I was still very grateful because my agents, uh, first I got a call from the Jets and then the Jaguars. And, and I had a decision on which place I wanted to go to. And I decided to go to Jacksonville Jaguars because it was some great competition there as far as like Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon, et cetera, et cetera. But just to backtrack a little bit leading up to the draft, I was talking and in contact with over like 20 something teams. I had like 20 something recruiters numbers in my phone from the Patriots to the Kansas City Chiefs to the Jazz, the Jaguars, uh, the Cardinals, et cetera, et cetera. It was a couple. I think it was like 20 something. I think I still have their numbers. It's crazy. It's an yeah. interesting process. Yeah. All right. So you played in the XFL in 2020. Um, so what was that experience like? And then uh, I know they are re-upping it in 2023. Yes, uh, playing in XFL was another fun adventure too. It had a lot of opportunity for individuals to show their talent and then transition into uh, um, the, uh, the NFL, which they are partnering with now. So shout out to, like I said, Wayne Rock Johnson and his partner for doing a lot of things uh, to help make this league successful. Um, like I said, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, things had to stop and hold operations, but they're revamping things. I enjoyed it. It was a great experience. Um, a lot of talented athletes come through. A lot of great fans in the crowd cheering on the other play. Atmosphere was just amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and what has it been like now just the past – well, first of all, XFL was like it was trending and stuff before the pandemic like it, I thought it was on uh upward trajectory like it was like a lot of social media stuff a lot of buzz uh the fans like doing some crazy drinking in the stands like it was catching on and then the pandemic hit so I thought like I thought it was going to be successful well I think it was and then yeah the pandemic happened uh but what has it like been been like for you to just uh like what have you been doing the past few years training wise and like have you uh, sought out like other opportunities to play in other leagues or you just been waiting for XFL? Uh, really just training. Um, reading up uh, on a lot of books. I got a chance to look at ways to maneuver my money. Different. 
Definitely, and I think, uh, like I said before, uh, I think the XFL. I think this is was this the third time. I think third time's a charm for them because I think they are going to be successful. I really do. I really do. And by the way, I love water. I don't know what it is about water. We're gonna we're gonna take a, 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 a water moment real quick. <laughs> Here, I got you. I'll drink some water too. Got a water. Yeah, I only go with Poland Springs. Hey, I like, I like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, Twitter Spaces. Some people just go on for like twenty-four hours or like ten hours, and people aren't even like eating or drinking. So it, it's fun. It's a kind of funny thing that people are like, "Yeah, we gotta take a water break." But uh, yeah, so yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you how you got into NFTs. Um, during the pandemic, it gave me some extra time to up on it. I got into the stocks. Stocks led me. And that led me to Doge. Got up to Dogecoin. <laughs> they brought a lot of people to crypto, and then I was one of them. And it onboarded not only just by investing and throwing your money into it, but actually wanting to understand what it was. Because it was a point at first. And to come to find out, it actually had utility, uh, low, um, low transaction. But crypto brought. Um, the financial system, um, it allowed me to really dive deep into other cryptos, for instance, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, Cardano, et cetera, et cetera, was then transitioning into NFTs. Uh, started learning about them in what, late July, August of last year, and just built up more community along the way. Um, jumping in spaces throughout the year and just building that base of, of understanding family uh, knowledge on what the technology marks way to store information that hinders from manipulating or tampering was stored on it. And then understanding that NFTs brought a component, a utility on the blockchain that allows people to do smart contracts on it um, well, in regards to what offers other blockchain contracts implemented, um, NFTs is basically, or learning NFTs is a way to um, have a digital code stored on the blockchain that represents assets 
real estate, it was a lot of light bulbs going on. So I wanted to knowledge on what it was and how I can use my platform as an athlete to uh, onboard as many as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a dope journey for me. So I'm sure you made a crazy amount of connections because I have. It's, it's like nuts uh, to think about like, I don't know. When did you start getting on like Twitter uh, for like NFTs and stuff? Like what month last year? Well, I started getting on Twitter spaces last year around like January um, in regards to blockchain and talking yeah. about crypto, Dogecoin, et cetera. Then I started talking about NFTs. Like uh, August, yeah. and um, it's been almost a whole year in like the next couple months. Yeah. What? Yeah. What has it been like just connecting with new people and definitely probably people like you wouldn't think you would be connected with? Right. Got a chance to meet someone named like Billy Marcus, uh, yeah. of, uh, founder of Dogecoin. That those don't don't know. <laughs> the founder of Dogecoin. Shout out to him. Great guy. I got a chance to meet people I would have never met, like uh, Des Bryant, um, talking behind the scenes on what NFTs can do for individuals. Um, got became friends on Twitter with people like Paris Hilton. I would have never <laughs> thought <laughs> had her uh, as a supporter or a follower or whatnot. And um, just more people along the way that helped me build my and just build their community and onboard as many people as possible. Yeah. And then tell me, I know you came out with your project, so tell me a little bit about that. Shout out to the dream catchers. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dream catchers is a project focused around financial wealth and fitness health. I have a application that, uh, download that gives you workout plans curated by my, uh, license. Um, professional who has her partner with um, some NFL current and retired players that are helping me create in real life experiences um, partner with the NFL coach Jennifer King who is helping me onboard people to NFT well she understands this technology is valuable and um, she wants to know more of what you do to help people know more about it. Um, we just focus mainly on financial literacy and fitness. Um, I hire people to come and speak about financial literacy, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. And they do it on Twitter space, Discord, um, ways, uh, or ways we can reach help and importance of finding possible for them to platform. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have to link you with my guy uh, Brandon Copeland. I don't know if you know him or heard of him. He's in the NFL. Really? Shout out to yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he does all that stuff. He's he's not into the crypto space big. I've been trying to get him in, but he's big into financial literacy and does all that type of stuff for uh, people. Um, but yeah, uh, you ready for some fun questions? Go. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. You probably get this all the time. How many people or like how many times a day do you hear like, yo, Tim Cook from like Apple? <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. Um, it's in, I down a lot. Um, it was a lot of people interested in who I was. I guess they wasn't looking at my entire profile because my cover and my profile picture 
part of me. My, my profile is about football and why I uh, For instance, if you don't know, my name is Lawrence Cook III. I'm going by Tim Cooks. Uh, so, like, my name is official, but I don't know why some people don't do their own research. And by research, I mean just click on my profile and don't just look at my name. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty funny and interesting, but that's how that's how much people don't like look at stuff. Right. Like literally, like it's crazy. It's sad sometimes, and yeah. that's what. Yeah. But no matter if a person has a blue check, no matter if a person has a lot of followers, yeah. always search, or even if they have little followers, like project research, like really do your research. Yeah. Person is what they bring into the table. What are they talking about? Ways that have start somewhere. Yeah, like you know, I had my business for eleven years now, and um, sometimes people still ask me if I have a website, <laughs> which is like, come, like, come on, yeah, like how, like why, how, and why wouldn't I have a website? <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. But anyways, uh, what what's your uh, what's your favorite number? Like, what numbers did you wear throughout your career? Um, twenty one was one of my favorite numbers. I wore it in high school a lot. Um, I feel like when looking on twenty is a number I wear wore at Oregon State. I wore an, uh, I wore the number forty one. Shout out to Alvin Kamara um, of the thing. 441 before that with Jaguars. But yeah, I'm probably trying to score number two three or this yeah, this XFL. So we will see how that goes. But if I can get number from You want 20, 23 because of Jordan? 23 because of uh I respect Jordan a lot. It was it isn't because I have other reasons. I don't really I'll say it whenever uh, I get that number, but I love number 23. All right. I like that. Uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Um, uh, I don't drink sodas, so I would have to, outside of water, I would have to pick up a Sprite or a Dr. Pepper. Those right. are the only two sodas I would drink if I had or. I was like on a cheat day or something. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start backwards with dessert. I like cheesecake or ice cream. Cheesecake uh, or fire, uh, pecan pie or Oreos. Um, past sweets. Um, wise, I love macaroni. I love fried. I ain't gonna say anything fried, but a lot of fried. Fish to uh, hush puppies to fried tomato. I'm from the south. Yeah, anything fried is good to me. I got you. Uh, well, yeah. When uh, you're in New York for NFT New York, we'll we'll have to get some New York pizza. Even though Connecticut's better, but we'll, I'll 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 eat it. I love pizza. I love pizza. Actually, funny because uh, I love New York pizza. I love Chicago deep dish pizza. Chicago is known for deep dish, right? Yeah. Okay, I love deep dish pizza. Um, I also seen something. Fried pizza. 
Fried I would, pizza? I would love to try fried pizza. I mean, I try that. That sounds interesting. I don't. I mean, I guess it kind of be like a calzone a little bit. A little bit, huh? Something like that. I love. I calzone. mean, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. I don't know if I ever seen it. I definitely seen fried Oreos. I like. <laughs> they have those at like carnivals and stuff. Uh, yeah. But all right, uh, Tim, appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at and um, where they can check out your NFT project? I appreciate that. Um, follow me on Twitter at Big. I repeat. That's my Twitter handle, my Instagram handle, confident underscore kills. 4141. Mad respect to everyone who's support. If you don't buy NFT, just go like and retweet some stuff on my profile. That shows a lot of support, whether you know it or not, because a like and retweet will possibly get in front of uh, people's eyes that want to contribute financially. Because the more that you contribute to my project, the more I can get uh, individuals to uh, finance um, on board as many people as possible in regards to financial literacy and the importance of it. But um, my website is dreambigbigbig.io. You can find out a lot of information there. I have a Discord. Um, any other questions? It's always open. I, uh, I love the platform. I have a project. Um, so you can definitely drop your um what what can people follow you at <laughs> about you obviously this is your platform but yeah. um, uh where they can find your, your profile and, uh, your project yeah for sure no i appreciate that um yeah my project is at um uh, pg sports nft and my personal page is pcg7 so you guys could follow that but follow him forgive me 